<laughs> okay, so I've seen every Shrek, every mm. DreamWorks side stories pack in DVD that was like 30 minutes long where they just talked about Shrek. Every Puss in Boots, I've had to watch <laughs> the entire Netflix Puss in Boots series. Oh, oh, uh, right, I forgot right, that was a thing. Exactly. Uh, which is weird because it felt like they didn't get streaming access to it first. I couldn't, or like three first, but we've seen a lot. We've seen so much of that brand that I felt like I knew exactly what I was going to be getting with the new Puss in Boots movie. Mm-hmm. I am delighted to say that I was wrong. Yeah, me too. Without going too far into it, my initial reaction, which is probably not what a lot of people would probably think in this situation, my initial reaction halfway through the movie was like, man. It's a good thing Spider-Verse came out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. CG, uh, CG movies have like got to up the game now. And yep. and I, I'm glad that that paradigm shift has happened. Um, it only took, what, 30 years of computer generated movies to finally be like, oh, we don't need to show every Let's do something like, different. Ass- yeah. yeah, we don't need to show everything at like 600 frames per second. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah we're almost getting the opposite. Like not the full movie, but. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the action sequences, it's like, now nah, we're going to chop it up. Yeah. Well, and it feels closer to traditional 2D animation. You know yeah. what I mean? Frames per second. Which is like it's kind of amazing. It's the and opposite like, of all those people that like take a movie and they decide, I'm going to run this whole movie through a 4K 60 frames per. Like, we didn't need to see yeah. the, the second Scooby-Doo animated feature in 60 frames per second. Are you sure? Why did you, like, you, why sure did you do that? that? Like that didn't improve anything, but then, like you're saying, like re- uh, taking the frames out, putting yeah. odd frames in, like slowing them down. I was like, oh my god, this is so bi- vibrant. I think also it had such a very strong, uh, like graphic design component to it. Yeah, because when we're talking about uh, Into the Spider Verse, was that the first uh, uh, Miles yeah. Morales movie? Yeah, you know, we're talking about like going back into animation influenced by comic books, et cetera, et cetera, and then you have these like these panels in the Puss in Boots movie where it's just two, three colors. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really striking poses. It's kind of like freezing. It's like a, a panel on a comic book, basically. Yeah. Well, might as well start the episode, huh? The, the open is, the open has been colded. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, we're the secret I'm group sorry. of brown kids. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the secret group of brown kids? It's a secret, but you might be able to find us experiencing existential crises in our middle age as we grapple with our mortality in vibrant color. (laughs) In in 24 frames per second. (laughs) And uh, on the panel today, we got Tim and we got Ren. Good morning. Hey, y'all again. And today we are doing Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, which is the third movie. My OCD is itching a little bit, but it's all right. We don't have to start at the beginning. We really don't. <laughs> um, get this out at the top. It's the best one. So, all right, smooth. <laughs> very smooth. I always, I always when a when a sequel of a movie comes out and I, it's not something I'm interested in, I I like to go. Oh, did I have to see the first one to skip this? <laughs> no. People uh, like be like rude, Tim. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> they barely touch on anything that happened in any other previous iteration of mm-hmm. the puss in boots idea you know what i mean like they give you a shrek barely mention um puss in boots one and two mm-hmm. actually they don't even mention anything that happened in the previous they, movies. they give you enough yeah they show that he is a hero they yeah. show that he has 
uh, a bit of a backstory that he doesn't bring up, and then when uh, the lady cat shows up, you show that like, okay, so you're yep. you've got yeah, a past. past. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't know, uh, the plot is when Puss and Boots discovers that his passion for adventure has been taken a its toll, and he's burned through eight of his nine lives. He launches an epic journey to restore them by finding the mythical last wish. And at the moment, it is, or I should probably start saying the dates, but uh, they'd be all right. Uh, at the moment, it's uh, streaming on Netflix in the U.S. Why do we pick this movie? Because it was on my 2022 list, and also it was voted as one of the top movies that we should do next. Within the secret group of brown kids, not, you know. The, so don't ask us if you can vote, too. Cause you you have to, you, you, you can vote, but there's some real interesting qualifications to get into the voting. Yeah. You have to start by listening to the podcast first. Yeah. <laughs> you want to vote? <laughs> Come on. I swear to God. Start here. Eventually you get enough clues to find <laughs> secrets. That's my goal is somebody's going to go on this epic journey to like Puss in Boots to find out <laughs> what is in fact the secret group of brown kids and where it lies. Who are they? You got they got like a cork board with a bunch of red thread across <laughs> pictures and stuff. Like, he's got snapshots. I mean, like, <laughs> like I think this is their Facebook account. I'm not sure though. He, you can't in, tell in, them. in episode 13, they mentioned this and. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Good lord, the the breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, there's a very large amount of clues. Look, meanwhile, there's some FBI guy like they're right here. <laughs> it's like they they made a Threads account, guys. Like we know exactly who they are. Uh, yeah. So a movie came out last year, directed by Joel Crawford, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Juanel Mercado. Not very notable, but it looks like for when you look at their filmography, I think they're just kind of like Dreamhouse dudes. So shout out to them. Uh, and starring Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, John Mulaney, Harvey Guillen, I think. That's, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Wagner uh, Mora, Florence Pugh, Olivia Coleman, Ray Winstone, and Samson Kao. Shout out to Samson. I think this yeah. is his first voice work. Yeah, he did pretty and, good. Uh, he killed it. Yeah. Who who was he and what has baby he been? Bear. He's Baby Bear. I've seen him. Uh, he's a British actor. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff, but he wa- is in my one of my favorite Christmas movies, which we'll get to in December. So not Die Hard. Not. <laughs> mm, oh, you're funny. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I I shouldn't even make that joke because I could go on for an hour about how that has impacted my friendships. <laughs> it's much worse than the is a hot dog a sandwich debate. I'm on the side of how did we get to this? And mm. there are several people who've, I had a guy unfriend me. I so. almost got fired over that debate. Wait, which one? Uh, die Hard. Die Hard, it's die die hard a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Right. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I don't know how you know people so committed to a single idea, like a movie, like being a. <laughs> Here's the thing. It uh, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> like, I'm the one committed that it's not a Christmas movie. No, it's absolutely oh, not. Just in it's general. A, it, it is a movie that takes place at Christmas. Yeah. The same but, as Gremlins. But oh, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. I guess. I grew. <laughs> I grew. And I came to the point where I said, okay, here's the compromise. It is a non-traditional Christmas movie. It's a pagan And movie. that still wasn't good enough for it. 
<laughs> no, absolutely. They 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 will fight you. Yeah. I, but then I but then I go. Um, the director of RoboCop has talked about how it is a Jesus a Jesus analogy since the beginning of his like career. He has always brought that up, but no one wants to believe me. <laughs> the director of Die Hard only went with that after everybody started saying it. There's the difference. Look. I'm just saying. So RoboCop is like Passion of the Christ. Like, <laughs> I mean, you look it up a little bit. It's it's. I didn't even want to. I I was floored at how much Damn symbolism it. they put in there on purpose. I was like, I'm mad because we talked about watching <laughs> RoboCop before, but then I chose not to do that. Uh, and we. Went I mean, with, everybody's uh, done it. Everybody's talked about the Jesus thing by now. I just love the movie. Now uh, I need for, to watch for, it for the fun of watching it. I so, just like the movie. So when I found that out, I was like. So even the guy got splashed with the chemicals and then hit with the car and he explodes. Walking on water. Okay. What about the dude who got shot in the dick? (laughs) I remember that was uh, like Leviticus 1310 or something. (laughs) Thou shalt not. Oh, well, I mean, technically he he was assaulting women. Thou shalt not be doing that junk. Well. (laughs) So, yes, this is a DreamWorks movie. If you didn't already know that, you know. They they compete against Disney, and I mean Disney might win, but DreamWorks still deserves their recognition, I guess. Right? They got a little underdog spirit. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I like that they're still around too. Bad guys was good. Yeah, it was neat. Mm-hmm. Also, same uh, animation style. Oh yeah, they did kind of like switch it up because a lot yeah, of the yeah. action scenes and driving scenes were kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm glad to see more work getting actually like produced like this or funded. Yeah. And speaking of that, it had a budget somewhere between ninety and a hundred and ten million. I'm sure much of that went to the actors. Yeah. But also uh, animation's expensive. Antonio Banderas, who we were just talking about in the thirteenth warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Blade of the Immortal. Uh and then uh my girl Sama Hayek. Um yep. I think I've been crushing on that woman for at least thirty years. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah. And that was wild. I they got had Salma Hayek. Which is mm-hmm. an old crush, and I got Florence Pugh, which is a new crush. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I've seen anything with her in it. Either you have. That you probably are, just either didn't that realize. I just didn't even realize. Yeah, either that, I just not at all. There's been a lot, honestly. I don't know where to where to start. Some of the big ones: Midsummer. She was in the Black Widow mm. movie as oh yeah the new uh, her the little Black sister. Um, oh, is she? she so she was in uh, the, the 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 Hawkeye series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. All right, that's the main thing I've probably seen her in. Then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got John Mulvaney, too, being the bad guy. Um, oh, yeah. I just saw him in... Remember I told you I was watching The Bear, and he popped up in the Christmas episode with a bunch of other cameos, and he had a pretty memorable uh, character. Actually, all of them did. That guy is just... He is built for voice acting. Because yeah, all, yeah. All of, his, all of his comedy, I... I I used to people be like, "Who's John Mulvaney?" I'll be like, "You know the comedian that sounds like he's a refrigerator uh, salesman from the fifties? <laughs> Everyone knows who I mean." So that's funny. I yeah, but funny you said a voice a voice built for vo- Jesus Christ. <laughs> a voice Jesus Christ built for voice. <laughs> Oh my god, just never mind. At BlurredCon the last weekend, uh, or two weekends ago now, uh, we yeah, had Cree Summer as a guest, and she yes. was interviewed uh, by my friend Amy, 
and backstage when when they met each other Cree was like oh my god just listening to your voice i know you do voice acting and amy does <laughs> so it's like you're right that's a thing like you gotta have the voice you sound you like a cartoon him. character <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so box office did insane as as these movies usually do 185 domestic 295 international that's uh and it came out to like 480 total that is a lot of money i don't know if so so i wonder if that number is like a failure for disney because like now they you know they're always chasing a billion dollar movie where that number is insane to me as it is yeah i I can't imagine maybe for disney it's a failure but for dreamworks it's not yeah yeah, I, I can't I imagine some it. of these trying to make much more money than they are. They know they're going to have limited theater stuff. They know that a lot of people are, are barely going to buy these digitally because they're streaming. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure half the time how, how that's going to expand. Uh, yeah. Even still, I feel like Disney's always trying to shoot for that billion dollar idea. Um, but unfortunately, it seems to like fall flat. Like, Yeah, like maybe call it movies. Or I don't know if they're the ones calling it, but like the industry will like refer to a movie that made five hundred million dollars as a failure because it didn't make a billion. And I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy. It, it reminds me of when I worked for GameStop and I opened two stores, and their whole goal—you're you're better off working at a new store because the whole goal was whatever your slate from last year was, they want to make double that the next year whatever like last wednesday the fifth we made this money so this year on the fifth we need to make double what we made last year we're still in the same neighborhood Mm -hmm. these people don't have any more money than they had last year in fact they have less because they shop here so why do you expect that we're going to double that money it's the same game Madden was the same game as last year. We can't sell double of Madden. We can only sell it it's to the, the people dumb enough to get the guy to get the one from last ago. year. They don't have any more friends that are going to buy the game. It's the same, and I, I see the same thing in like the movie industry. It's just like unless you just make a movie that just explodes the market, you can't make a Spider Verse every time. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. just no way. So that's also the reason why. Remember on Fox, the, the TV channel Fox. That's mm-hmm. why their shows would get canceled so often because if it didn't, like they had like a formula, I forgot exactly what it was, but it, mm-hmm. I think every year they had to increase viewership by 50% or 100%, something like that. Something ridiculous. You, you so, can't, you can't yeah. expect Arrested Development to do that. Yeah, so eventually they just get can all their shows got canceled early because it, except for The Simpsons, <laughs> because yeah. it just didn't, yeah, that was like the one exemption. I knew Simpsons fans who would just put it on in the background just and not even watch the new episodes because they just knew the viewership. The viewership had to be there. I was like, guy, do you do like Futurama? Um, <laughs> but uh, there's it's something to be said about like the homogenization, basically, of just content. It feels like lately to me, it feels like every Disney movie is the same. You know what I mean? They're all and all like all the Marvel movies are the same. A lot of their uh, computer generated. Uh, children's movies feel very Mm samey they might have like different plots and different settings but it's just a different flavor of like the same kind of ice cream you know i mean mean? at least for marvel in the first saga there definitely was a a, 
or there is a formula mm. and i feel bad for them because when they try to stray from that formula they get shat on yes absolutely yeah but you wouldn't but if i was to to make the comparisons between like studios though i don't think disney could ever put out something as good as like puss you know what i mean something about trusting the art direction uh in this movie is what sets it apart um but disney still is putting out like elements and these things that still have a lot of the same like core values and everything else they'll do it in like two years because they saw Puss three switching it up and it's like you that's know what? kind yeah, of what will happen let's they'll, do it they'll too. wait till the it i don't i don't want to call it risk mitigation because it's not even that they'll just kind of watch the market and go we can do one of those mm-hmm. we can water that down yeah and so. then uh it'll become the next series of like content that and is then everybody does it yeah. yeah and we we already have we already kind of started more yeah, yeah. Uh, so was it uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is also another great movie yep. that's on Netflix? If you get a chance to watch it, that surprised me. Very strong visual components, chopped up frame rate, but yeah, it, which I don't mind. But with that said, why not just make a fucking two D movie? <laughs> why not just make you know animated? Yeah, but I mean, we're I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's boring, but oh yeah, you know. no, I got you, I got you. But it's like we're we're making we're spending like hundreds of millions of dollars trying to emulate something that yeah. it doesn't need to be emulated and we have people that go to school to learn this process that are hungry for work i don't know about it right now because i think animators are on strike as well um, i'm you know i know i know writers did and i know mm-hmm. actors are just jumped in i don't know where animation is with the strike situation I've, yet. i've seen a couple i've seen the same article a couple different times and i believe it had to do with cartoon network as well um so i'm hoping that they'll just kind of throw their hat into the ring too because uh yeah animation jobs in america yeah like everything else you know it's wild in japan they're desperate for animators so Mm -hmm. desperate that they're bringing people over from other countries i had heard about that also they're not paying folks so in the first place you want to come to japan and live your dreams as an animator you're going to be broke though but you want to come i will even work you you to the bone yeah. <laughs> All of our favorite anime directors are literally dying as they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, you can live in Japan. I can't I remember. remember the show I watched. It was a whole anime about animation. And one of the things oh, they showed in the show was they were just outsourcing to whoever would do the roughs. And like, there's like this one, they went to this lady's house with a pile of roughs to her to do in betweens. And she's just this elderly lady who liked drawing. And. She was like, I'm sorry, we're like, we're really bad on money. We can't pay you right now. And the old lady, like, it's okay. This is just something I do because I don't have anybody else. And I was like, Damn. Um, is this based on something? Cause don't put it in an anime again. That was not that was too much. <laughs> Your anime that it is your self-referencing anime. Just the writers and a really, director it was like, like mm. look, that that was them like slipping the message out. <laughs> I was just like, uh, sad because the studio might close. And Grandma's like, don't worry, baby. I Don't worry. It's I got all right. you. I ain't got nobody. This all I do. It's just me and my cat. And when I die, I'll try to make sure that I finish all these in-betweens before I do. Like, Ugh. I mean, if if you wanted like a palate cleanser anime about making anime, you could watch Keep Your Hands Off as a Ken if you haven't already. That's very cute. That was I excellent. haven't yet, but it's on my list. That totally worth it. And they mess around with animation styles and frame rates and things too. Oh yeah. Uh 
Rotten Tomatoes, uh, audience 94, critics 95. That checks yeah. out. That's solid. I mean, yeah. Like, that's up. I like five, it. 5%, 5 to 6% of people didn't like this movie. I don't know what, what they, I don't know. But <laughs> is it is it like a binary thumbs up, thumbs down, or is it on a, a scale? If it's above 60%, it's fresh. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, so essentially, you know. Profession, professional haters, probably. <laughs> that's like that last 5%. Professional wish I had, had four arms. <laughs> I thought professional haters were on Letterboxd. They, they ain't nobody paying them. Uh, <laughs> like me. They wish. <laughs> Check out my letterbox. <laughs> no, plugs come at the end. No, oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Stick to the temple. No, no, no. Early plug. Early plug. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, shout outs. I don't have any shout outs because we're recording this the day after we recorded our last episode and I got the last episode. I mentioned Texas and I'm not sure who in Texas is uh, is checking us out. Oh, but thank you. You know what? Could be some of the old nerd crew. But uh, if it's if it's if it's not, why not? <laughs> you have to ask them. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just going to send them. The, I'm going to send them exactly this one. <laughs> Like, oh, What's shit, up? he's talking directly to me. What's up, Austin crew? <laughs> yeah, they, this last week, we got like 10, maybe? Holy crap. Lessons, and it's different episodes, too, so it might just be one person going through, but, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's that guy from Memento, he keeps forgetting, he listened to the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> he puts it back on, he's like, oh, they did Memento! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, we kind of already said how we feel, but how you know how we already feel about it? <laughs> Let us. Know oh yeah, we about to spoil the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't uh, don't listen any further if you haven't seen the movie, and if you don't care about spoilers, you know, hang loose. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Tim, how you feel? I I uh, I went into it going. There's a lot of hype, and I know they didn't. They don't specifically aim their movies at just kids anymore. They're a lot better at that than Disney, I think. Disney will slip in like one to two adult like I think they'll do a whole jokes. movie and then they'll 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 go back to kids for like four movies. Mm -hmm. Like Soul yeah. was more adult than kid, mm -hmm. but then I don't yeah. think they've done that since. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of too bad, but it didn't fit into their paradigm of what the movies should be. Also, like yeah. straight away from that, they're like, yeah. "Oh, we got our we." They slapped our wrists. We're not going to do that again. And then we came out with like what was five more movies Soul? that were like kids. Was that? Oh man, was I it finding? Me I mean, not directly before Soul, but the last one that there was a speak Nemo more around to that time. I, I think, think. I think I know OG Nemo was more towards the parents than the kids. And the uh, other I don't remember if Dory was or not. You don't remember Dory? How oh. convenient. <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> Noah, I, I feel like that's what they've they've commonly done. Whereas DreamWorks just kind of goes, All right, kids are gonna come in here and see a cute kitty. We gotta lay in some like deep mm. stuff. Like it's I like that they just they played around with it, but it was like, no, 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 no. This is about his mortality. Yeah. You're yeah. going to go home and have to explain that. Good luck. Well, the other part is that uh, Shrek has always been like a shotgun comedy. Um, I'm only reminded of this because I've had to watch all of them recently because my five-year-old daughter is like, oh, my God. Yeah, Shrek, watch... Shrek is wild shit when you really think about it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, 
yeah, it's always been like, you know, fart jokes and stuff that's like, you know, all kids. But then it's like, oh, well, now we're going to talk about how like he's lonely and, you know, how he's having to give up like part of himself to go be a husband and a father and a political figure uh, as you go through yeah. like movies one through four. But um, yeah, so thankfully, like uh, it feels like they decided not to put the new puss movie directly towards kids. They just kind of kept with that same formulation for Shrek. They've kind of maintained the same trajectory. There's a lot of fast, colorful art and cute faces. And we're still talking about death the entire time. Good luck. Man, uh, the character design for death, though, and the animation they chose for it. mm, That was some good art design. Homeboy's going to be a lot of tattoos. Look, look, after the... Furries are having a field day. The introduction (laughs) of the Big Bad Wolf, I was like... And once I realized what was going on, I was like, yo, this is... This mm-hmm. is dope. Like he's he's literally running from death. Yeah, they, uh, they want paranormal spooky ooky. You know. Yeah, and like I, I realized early on that nobody else actually sees him. I mean, until the end. But like, yeah, it literally wasn't until the final fight that like anybody else could see him. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, is this this is inside his head? But that's still cool. That it's like, okay, you got told that you only have one life left, and all of a sudden. Now, here's this manifestation just fucking with you. Yeah. That was cool. So I was like, dang, do I love this movie already? Uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get, you know, sell myself on it like right away. Let me, let me watch the whole thing and process. But I love this. That's my initial thought. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. But yeah, uh, we can start going through it. So yeah, film starts out with, with our titular character uh, hosting a party for himself in the Spanish town of Del Mar. And the entire town is there drinking and singing along and celebrating him. And turns out it's not even his house. <laughs> the owner, uh, I missed if they explained who he was, but he was somebody's status, clearly, right? He comes home and he pitches a fit. And this causes enough ruckus that, like, the sleeping giant of Del Mar awakens. And then he, like, attacks the party and, like, he literally tears the roof off the place. So now, like, Puss fights the giant. And while he's fighting it, it, like, the sun comes up. So, like, that means they're, like, partying through the night. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, but he's still celebrating while he's fighting. Like, he's still telling the band to keep playing the music. And at some point, he even tells them, like, double time. Yes. <laughs> and, like, so, and he's, like, you know, he's fighting a giant. And he's still arrogant about it and talking shit. And... At some point, like, the giant had, like, picked some people up and put them in a log, and he even frees the people along the way, and, like, they destroy a a bell tower. He manages to, like, get the giant to move in certain ways that the bell gets thrown up towards the giant, and it knocks him out. Mm-hmm. And, like, Puss lands triumphantly in front of the townspeople, and they're all scared because the giant's fallen, but, of course, it, like, stops just in time. But then the bell falls on top of him. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, do, I think it's really funny how, like, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, like, you just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit, and you go as hard as possible with a really elaborate fight scene, and the next thing is this huge-ass monster they have basically made. And him the see. music's going the whole time? Exactly. It is so intense. Is such a huge build-up. And then splat. that bell. (laughs) Yeah. So you really see how like competent Puss is supposed to be. He's like the author of his own story practically. I really did like the tear the roof off part. That was too (laughs) like, 
Like again for the adults. I was like, uh yeah. tear the yeah. roof off of this mother. <laughs> the animators have been given like full freedom control, you know, to just kind of go as hard as they could with like the forced perspectives and just the style, how many effects feel like they're going on on the screen at the same time. You really get to see what the movie could be, and then puss dies. <laughs> Crunch. The end. It's a long time coming. It was, it was just so abrupt, though. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> music stops, everything stops. Boom. Hmm. I go back and count how many times the bell goes off. Hmm. I wonder if there's any symbolism there. It's uh, for whom the bell tolls. It tolls nah. for thee. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, you've seen this movie eight times, Ren. How many times does the bell, <laughs> the bell go off? I'm going to say eight. I'm going to say eight. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not good with numbers. Sure, it's not full. Uh, I don't know. What's math? Uh, so, yeah, so Puss awakens in the doctor's office, uh, and the doc tries to explain him that he actually died. Yep. And, like, <laughs> he's not getting it. Puss it's laughs okay. it off. Yeah. He's like, doc- Doctor, please relax. I am Puss in Boots. I laugh at death. <laughs> and Doc is like, Yo, bro, you don't understand. So he asks him how many how many times has he died, and like Puss is like, I'm not really a math guy. <laughs> so, uh, it's so I don't keep count. But then he starts to list them, and I made sure I wrote wrote them down. Oh no. So number one, uh, the running of the bulls when he stops to holler at a girl, and then yeah. the bulls like, get him. Just, just damn. Uh, two, a game of poker with large dogs that went south. Uh, three, drunk off of milk and walking off of a tall tower to prove that cats always land on their feet. That milk was a bad choice. <laughs> we don't know that he didn't land on his feet, though. We just know he went splat. <laughs> it was a really tall tower. Number four, bench pressing heavy weights and declaring, no, Puss in Boots doesn't need a spotter. That was too much. <laughs> I was already like in full-blown laughter at this no, point. No, these, so were, just these kept... were great. Number five, getting blasted out of a cannon, but he didn't go out the cannon. He literally just gets blown up. <laughs> no, no need to pull in the port. This is a, will revolutionize travel. Watch. <laughs> Watch this is not a good... It's not a good look ever. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> Hold my milk. Look, I've been teetering my entire life on whether I want my gravestone to read. <laughs> uh, last words, watch this, or res, please. <laughs> uh, would you rather just like a nice little infographic on it? Like a like a cannon that just shot like your body parts out? <laughs> Just he, he died how he him. lived. <laughs> Look, if you want to come along and like etch that into my gravestone, <laughs> it's just a whiteboard on a gravestone. <laughs> Look, okay. have I at come it. back once a week and draw a different pictures. <laughs> you might be on to something, Tim. That's your million dollar idea. Don't let, <laughs> don't let nobody Great steal it from you. That's a D and D Sluggers uh, uh, LLC. Please, please do not steal. There you go. <laughs> and roll dice on these tombstones. <laughs> so, 
Number six, oh, he was yeah. eating a seafood, an obvious seafood dish. Like yeah. it was clearly like lobster and it's like a paella and, or something. Like yeah, and he's like, "Excuse me, uh, does this have sea- shellfish in it?" And he, his face was already swollen too. Like, <laughs> he just did a straight up hitch. Yeah, they uh, yeah. they basically timed it so as the brim of his hat goes up, you see how much of his face is swollen right when he says seafood. <laughs> like, bro, great. I got a seafood okay. <laughs> hey. uh number seven you saw uh what's his name oh yeah a little cameo of uh the, the, from a the gingerbread the man gingerbread what's his name man. gingerbread man is it, his name's is not it, like gingy or something i don't know oh, maybe i, I made no that John I don't know if I you've seen the shrek movie 17 times right now <laughs> yeah i've also tried to forget him 17 times but my kids keep wanting to watch him they keep putting yeah. tattoos on you of the trash movies. Dude, they even watched the uh, YouTube one where everybody sent in like seven oh, seconds of film. God, right. And did a mass compilation of these different iterations. Uh, I can't That's... sleep at night sometimes, dude. It just, it doesn't leave my memory. the trepidation you had <laughs> when I said this is the next movie. Like, I can't believe it. I thought like, they stopped yeah, making these movies. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so seven was he setting the oven too high and he opened it and got incinerated. I'm a master of baking. Watch. This is d- dude, stop saying watch. Stop. <laughs> watch guys. And then number eight was the giant. <laughs> yes. So uh I will say that this is the most heroic death that he had yeah. had. Because yeah. on a long list of dumb ideas, like you have this one where he actually died doing something. But uh if he hadn't but the thing is he did stop to like celebrate himself. So yeah, was, if he had just yeah. kept walking, yep. like he was striking a pose. <laughs> so yeah, so he's down to his last life, and the doctor orders him to go retire and be a lap cat and stay safe and live out his life. Uh, but of course, like Puss don't like that shit. So that night, Puss is in a bar talking about how he's uh, he's not about to retire when a hooded wolf appears and asks him for his autograph, and he slides over a wanted poster, dead or alive, for Puss mm-hmm. in Boots. And like Puss realizes he's a bounty hunter, and he goes to fight him, but he gets bested very easily and embarrassingly. And the wolf even draws blood, and like that really freaks him out. <laughs> When's the, the last first- time? That's like the first scene of blood in any Shrek movie that I can recall. Ah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I was kind of surprised by it. It was like like, honking people. Yeah. So that really messed him up. So he he just, he left his sword and everything. He hauled ass to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and he escaped through the shitter. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think of what other movie. (laughs) Uh, What's uh, the the, the jail movie? Is this Shank Redemption? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he, he didn't go through the toilet but they did end up in the sewers yeah okay. yeah <laughs> it's a paw shank redemption <laughs> sorry i'm not sorry if i gotta go down i'm taking you with me <laughs> it's all right we we already established that puns are welcome in this house <laughs> yeah uh that that first entry of death could not have been better in my opinion loved it um, yeah uh, especially because I thought we were going to be getting a normal Shrek Puss and Boots movie, uh, in which case I feel like it wouldn't have been as impactful. But they, they, like I said, they really let the animators just kind of take full reins of this, it felt like. And they just nailed it, in my opinion. And he's got the two sides. Are they... Like the sickles? Yeah, like like the Look, my son sickles for like shoring wheat. Yeah, my son popped in. He's communist. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> is that Comrade Wolf? <laughs> My son popped in and just can't, you know, he's, he's five, so he's just asking 1,800 questions. Of course. And he goes, are those watermelon cutters? <laughs> okay. I was like, sure. No, they're sickles. And he's like, sickles, sickles. Okay, and then he just rounds out. <laughs> Can I use them to cut a watermelon? Like, can you use a sickle to cut a watermelon? That interaction is not done yet. <laughs> Three weeks from now, someone is going to have something similar enough to that. And he's going to be like, Dad, look, they've got sickles. <laughs> and everyone's going to look around and be like, What? <laughs> look at Tiff, be like, Sir? And you're like, I don't, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't teach him that word, and he's never even heard of him from me. <laughs> Oh, this would be or, or one of those. This would be a lot easier to cut with a sickle, and everybody's yeah. like, "What the hell are you talking?" <laughs> He's five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But also watermelon cutters. Yeah, <laughs> it's shaped kind of like a watermelon. Shaped, like, it, yeah. yeah, but like it's just funny seeing how's how's little brain works. Like a watermelon could fit in between it. Therefore. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like really big unhinged scissors so you just kind of hook it in opposite yeah. sides and just pull through it was cool how he could also turn the handle around and make well i don't know what you would call that uh <laughs> oh like when he conjoined it or well he he could do two things he could turn it into like a staff or whatever but then he could also turn the handles around so he, they're like brass knuckles but instead they're blades oh yeah yeah Ooh. Um, I will say that this felt like the first time they went kind of paranormal instead of magical. So mm-hmm. I feel like all of these movies are like, oh, it's magic and it's a curse. But this time it's like, no, it's a concept. Yeah. It's not a ghost. It's not a vengeful spirit. It's like something you can't escape. You know what I mean? It may as well be like smoke or an apparition. Yeah. It's funny, though, that they just picked a uh, the picking of a wolf felt a little random. Unless you just wanted to give it the attributes of like, I can smell your fear kind of thing. I wonder what came first, Goldilocks or the wolf. Or hmm. if they, it obviously it came together and then they probably built off of that. It's like, well, the wolf could be. So they really haven't used the wolf even throughout all this story, these no. uh, story uh, things. Brand new. So it's an unused property and wolves are very uh, foreboding. Yeah. Aggressive so, hunters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it all it all works so well. Yeah, I think the the weapons were a bit of a weird choice, but I mean, if we're going for a scythe or something, you know what I mean? Oh, I just, I get why you said scythe. I mean, because death. Mm -hmm. Oh, duh. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, also, they almost resemble like the claws of a wolf. You know what I mean? It's just a hook. Mm, I get it, I get um, it. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, I think think they trusted the right people to execute their jobs well, so... But uh, Puss right now just escaped through the bathroom, and he realizes he's not as tough as he always thought he was. And he doesn't have the insurance of an extra life. Man, the one he came out and all that shit. Mm -hmm. So damn, my boy. Shame. (laughs) Just covered in shame. Liquid shame. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a new energy drink. (laughs) Like, liquid shame. The Rock is promoting it. (laughs) Nothing motivates you more than shame. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so he he's all sad and embarrassed, and like he has a funeral for his uh for his old life, and he buries uh, his boots for hat himself. And cape. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that shit was so funny to me because he's like 
there's no words or words cannot express. And then he comes back and he just starts yeah, talking. Yeah, I'll try. Leaves and comes back again. <laughs> he says a few words. But then he finally goes to the, the cat lady that the doctor had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mama Luna. <laughs> and this shit was funny to me. She was reluctant to answer the door because she was worried it was the health department because she has yeah. so many cats. No, like <laughs> the 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 connection to real life phenomenon yeah. is like, ugh, good God. Even even in the magical kingdoms, they're like, ma'am, yeah. this is a health hazard. I don't care if your house is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know what that house smells like. Bad. Oh ugh. no. Absolutely. It's still it's still very much like a, an actual nightmare of like realism when she dies and the cats eat her body. Oh, <laughs> Look, those episode of Hoarders were the worst when there were pets and then they would find dead pets. Man. No, man. I was always like, man, how? (laughs) It's okay, guys. This one's a kid's movie. She actually takes care of her animals. They probably will not eat her. Let's hope. (laughs) And she probably won't die because it's it's a kid's movie. It's fine. We just never see her again. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just assume she's fine. She moved to a farm up north. Yeah, so... She's a cute little lady that takes all cats in and doesn't seem to see or hear or acknowledge what Puss says. Uh, she just proceeds to treat him like a normal ass cat and puts mittens on his on his paws. Getting mittens. She she broke him though because he was like, oh, yeah. this food is gross. I guess uh, jump ahead a little bit. She names him Pickles. Pickles. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, putting him into like Abu Ghraib prison or something and just breaking his. <laughs> personality entirely. he was like oh this food is gross and then you see him like like making pancakes at the stove and she's like yeah, nah yeah. and she just keeps spraying them she sees him using the human toilet like peeing in the toilet <laughs> she's like nah dude, I, I would congratulate him like hell yes dude like, look, oh, shoot i don't gotta scoop that look exactly to that. get to it teach your brethren speaking of that there was one litter box for 48 cats one. they would stand Guys. in a line a bathroom line <laughs> One, one, I've had two cats. They don't just stand right? in the line. It's okay, guys. It's Shrek. It's a magic cat litter box. Okay? You know, one one box for 48. It's fine. It'll be okay. You, you can't scoop that. That's You throw no. that out once you a day. You throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pile of clay litter in the back of that house four after... feet high every three months. Dude, after just... 10 cats. No, just toss the whole thing. Mm. Kobe. Well. They actually make those, the litter boxes that you just throw away. It's like, yeah. you ain't about to scoop this shit, so just... Do you like, have we to would, it? We would get those when we would travel. We would, like, just put two of those in the bathroom, full up, and just leave, because, you know, it's a cat. She knows what to do. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to be gone about four days, five days a week. Yeah, she's got it. Nowadays, you can't do that with the, with the, with the, with the dog, so... We have a, a, a person to come over and hang out with the dog, and they scoop the cat litter by proxy. But those disposable things were were on point. As long as I don't have to Kobe the uh, whole litter box, you know. No, I mean? no, I don't really suggest it, but I can't you know. make shots. I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally missed the trash can. Hit the no. ground. Yeah, it, just like, dust. Oh. it goes goes from Kobe to Shaq way too fast. <laughs> yeah. uh... So Puss, uh, eventually she breaks him and he just accepts his fate. He grows a beard. He looks all scraggly. But next we see Goldilocks and, and her three bears, or, or the bear crime family. Is that what they were calling themselves? They kept calling yeah. themselves the, the bear crime family. I loved that. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of a new concept for the Shrek movies as well. I don't recall Goldilocks and the three bears uh, specifically having like a, a story 
anything about them. It felt like they just needed like a crime, you know what I mean, contender yeah. to propel the story. That seemed like they wanted to do the family thing a little, but like mm-hmm. they've definitely not been. I don't even know if they've mentioned to some degree before. Yeah, I don't think so. But like, I, you know, it was fine. It was fine for what it was, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I actually grew to really like them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was Goldilocks is Florence Pugh. Yes. Papa Bear is Ray Winstone, who I got immediately when he started talking. Uh, Mama Bear is Livia Coleman. Also, <laughs> I didn't figure that out right away. But when I saw her name, I was like, oh, I, I get it. There's and then Baby Bear was, uh, what did I say his name was? Uh, oh, oh, good lord. I lost it. Uh, Samson uh, Ko. Ko. Um, yeah, yeah they, they've got this kind of like older English, you know what I mean? Um, 1950s like crime about them. Petty thieves, you know what I mean? Just just the movie, every time they took over, I was like, so I'm watching Snatch now. If, oh man. what My third favorite movie. That is one of my, and that is probably in my top ten. Snatch is so, a pretty fun movie, guys, not just for the Dags line. Can we, uh, can we watch Snatch next? I mean, just yeah, just put it out there. <laughs> we can get back talking about this though. That's fine. <laughs> Tyrone, you can you can land a bloody jumbo jet there, Tyrone. <laughs> Damn, it's not for me. It's for me, ma. Hey, Uncle Blue. Yeah, we're gonna take all of this as a yes. So, um, <laughs> we're getting back to put some boots because I could talk about Snatch a super bad time. I might have a VHS of that. I have it on DVD, so I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch Snatch. Like, come on. But uh, getting back to the people that started us talking about Snatch is uh, Golden Locks <laughs> and Three Bears, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're introduced to us as uh, trying to pull off a heist which seems like one of the more important heists because it is for uh, stealing something from John Mulvaney's character. Right. So we see them tracking Puss because they want to hire him. Yeah. (laughs) That's important. They want to hire him to help them get the map that leads to the wishing star Mm -hmm. from John John Mulvaney's character. What's his name? Uh, Big Jack Horner. I'm not yeah. familiar with that yeah. fairy tale. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's a it's a nursery. Yeah, yeah. Little Jack Horner. Jack Horner. Sat in the corner. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I don't remember the eating the, a something pie. He stuck in his thumb, pulled out a plum, plum and said, "Oh, what a good boy!" Yeah, yeah. And that's all he got. That's it. Oh, so they just went to town with the story then, because they were. Was, yeah, it was. You could insert anything. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm fine with that. So yeah, uh, back to the cat house, and the chihuahua posing as a cat starts to follow Puss around, <laughs> even though he shows zero interest in being friends with him. <laughs> and there's this part where Mama Luna notices it, and she's like, "Oh, Pickles got a girlfriend." Okay, <laughs> that was too cute. <laughs> I did like her character. I when she said it, I heard Tim, <laughs> Tim doing the impression. <laughs> Because it sounded like Tim, a voice Tim does. And I started laughing. <laughs> okay. Gonna, we're just going to start doing a voice acting chops before the episode starts. So we don't have to clip parts of the movie. That way we just have you do it verbatim. Perfect. Like on the nose. I think, I don't know. Maybe it's just my favorite part and I'm projecting on our imaginary audience. But I, th- <laughs> I think- One guy in Texas. Come on. One of our like 
the, the strength is, I'm not going to say myself, but the two of you guys doing your voices, that <laughs> shit, like, sometimes I, like, I'm listening, like, if I'm listening on the way to work, uh, yes, I'm listening to the episode that I already listened to editing, that yep. we already listened to recording, <laughs> but I'm listening on the way to work, and, like, when y'all do the voices, I'm damn near crying. <laughs> Good. Everything's going exactly as planned. like, I don't know what voices you can do until you do it. So, so, like, like when he busted out the Mike Tyson, I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> it's okay. We'll we'll practice these more, and we'll just we'll just we'll bring them out. Definitely. Well, anyway, my favorite part, and our imaginary artist's favorite part. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, oh, Pickles got a girlfriend. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, Puss sees the silhouette of the wolf outside the house trying to open the door, but then Goldilocks and the bear is breaking through the windows, I think. That's mm-hmm. just straight up fear that's, of death there. Yeah, yeah uh, just seeing, seeing shit that's not even there yet. Mm-hmm. But you never know because nobody else can see death. So Goldilocks and the bears wouldn't say, hey, there's a wolf trying to get in there. They would just proceed to do whatever the hell they were going to do mm-hmm. anyways, which yep. makes me wonder why they didn't just go through the door. But Yeah, uh, they had to. I guess like to be extra about it, flair you know I mean? for the dramatic. Yeah, they swoop in uh, through the windows. Also, well, that whole bit about them being a, a two-bit crime family. Yeah, you know, it's like that's some shit a two-bit crime family. Like, oh, let's go down the chimney. It's like, no, use the fucking door, <laughs> back door, even. That is a window. You're there. Nope, the place out. Wait till dark. Nope, nope, nope. Mash and grab. Nope. I smell thing. Guy in there. Just go through the window. It's fine. Just knock down the whole wall while you're at it. Um, insane but yeah so they smash him and then mama luna yells for the cats to get to the safe room like they practice (laughs) because i guess she's been doing uh drills with the cats in case the health department comes there you go i I think she's been imagining them because i don't think the cats move at all do they no they actually well no they move they move and like they they barely interact with puss like eventually we see uh like he nods at one and they nod back or they and like they'll move when it's time for food and time for time to sleep yeah yeah but they won't move to like a, a safety location like they didn't all run into the same place did they not they just ran all the of bears. them there was like some of them panic some of them I don't, yeah, yeah yeah like there was some panic and some well i don't know if they went to the location or she she mm. grabbed like two arms full and yeah. ran with them. Exactly. See, uh, she was still just imagining <laughs> shit and being like, get to the panic room. She like pulls out a gun, just a closet. grabs cats, runs. Yeah. yeah. Nobody does anything. Panic room, she tries is, away. panic room is a broom closet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and they, they start looking through the cats for puss and they actually pick him up, but he looked too raggedy. So they put him back down. They're like, yeah, that's not him. And they kept it going. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got a beard now. Like, oh, that's not the guy. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what was it? Just smell him. I can't smell anything in here. It just smells like cat piss. Ugh. <laughs> it was like, that Ugh. was, too- I already knew it probably reached yeah. in there, but that level of reminding I- me was just like. Did not need Ugh. that. There was a girl in high school I called cat piss. Not to her face. Oh, my though. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's because her favorite movie was Jungle to Jungle. She was in love with me, but the feeling oh. was not mutual. Ah. I- I couldn't the smell. Anyway. <laughs> so uh. the Goldilocks is like, give her the piano treatment. And Papa Bear <clears throat> scoops her up and puts her in the piano and starts playing music. <laughs> Doesn't she uh. say, You think this is the first time I've been in a piano? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like What? what? 
Aubrey was like, not like this. Starts playing. <laughs> There's a story there. <laughs> yeah. Let's we'll like, expand know. on the. I, I would feel fine if they expanded on the bear family. Like yeah. That, yeah. I don't mind that. I know we were pushing sequels and like spinoffs pretty hard, but they were pretty well thought out. I liked them. I'd watch that little Netflix spinoff. Mm-hmm. There'll be like a different like what if story that comes out on DVD. You know what I mean? Where they just have like a little ten minute episode of a story to to give yeah. them some, to give you something. Just yeah. heist. Just heist. Just something. Just a little something. Yeah. It's unnecessary fairy tale heists. Why not? <laughs> There's not enough like children's heist movies. I don't think so. there should be more. Yeah. But yeah. So one of them finds a grave, and they're like, "Oh, he must be dead." And like they go outside, and Puss overhears them talking. And that's when he finds out that they came to Hiram to find the uh, help find the um, the star, the wishing star map, or steal it from Big Jack, Jack Horner. And uh, name, right? yeah, and Puss wants nothing to do with them, but uh, the gears start turning in his yeah. head. He's like, "Oh, I can uh, steal it for myself, and I yeah, can wish for nine inspo. more lives." That sounds like some shit I would do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Puss and the dog Pero who. He gets Pero to, to dig up his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, they set out for Big Jack Horner's place. So what was the... Okay, I already forgot that nursery rhyme or lullaby, whatever. So short, I already forgot everything else said. Yeah. But in the movie, <laughs> he's like an evil pastry salesman. No, he was... He's the he's Jack Horner, and Jack Horner was uh, the son of two bakers, which okay. he, he mentions later uh, when he's talking to somebody. Uh, he's like, he's the son of successful bakers, uh, and he inherited an empire, but he doesn't have magic. Okay. That's why he's, he's a bitter asshole about everything. So he mm. hoards magic items and is basically oh, okay. like a okay. mafia boss, practically of just bad guy level. I miss his backstory. So, uh, they, they kind of explain in like two different chunks, mm. but in this first part, you're just introduced to him as somebody who is receiving a package. He is huge. He has John Mulvaney's voice. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, he is currently uh, when you're introduced to him is the exchange of something from like two uh, bandits or robbers that he's trying to pay for. And one of them has a very loose tongue when it comes to talking to Jack. Mm-hmm. Is, is it the Serpent Sisters? Yes. Yeah, I was yeah. I was thinking they were uh, possibly something specific, but I think they were just kind of made up for the, yeah. the gag. Okay. But yes, and the Serpent I think Sisters they're twins. loose tongue. Yeah. They, uh, they are twins, and then one does not know how to shut up. <laughs> and he was like, let me, you ever heard of the Midas Touch? Mm. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> but yeah, so Puss goes in, he tries to steal the map, Goldilocks and the Bears show up. Uh, or, actually, before they show up, another cat shows up to steal the map, and it's his ex-fiancee, Kitty Softpaws, mm. who's the only returning character from the previous P- Puss movies, right? Yeah. I believe so. Played by Salma Hayek. Mm. Lifelong crush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then Goldilocks and the Bears pop up and, and Jack comes in too, uh, just as like they're escaping. Yeah. Um, let me see here. While Jack is talking to the Serpent Sisters, uh, one of them runs their mouth a little too much. And then uh, he proceeds to give her her weight in gold, huh. which like is turn by her turning her into gold. Uh. And then, yeah, yeah. A little ironery there. Yeah. The <laughs> um, right. At that point, uh, Puss in Boots and Kitty Softpaws are like attempting to steal the same map, but bickering between each other yeah. because there is some unresolved history. Uh, 
And then at the same time, you have the three bears and Goldilocks just through a window, another window, another yeah. window. They don't nobody takes the doors. door. <laughs> you you think you would think the house, the walls of their own house would just be smashed windows. <laughs> the door is just a formality for yeah. guests. We drew a door on. We knew we wouldn't use it. They got to um, make an entrance. Yeah, and then through all this chaos, uh, Case Offaz and Puss in Boots managed to steal the map together, more yeah. or less. And then they escape. It was a Perito is uh, mm-hmm. he got oh, yeah, a wagon for him outside. Yeah, 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 getaway driver. Yeah, <laughs> so they escape. Uh, Ryan like, Gosling. Uh, <laughs> and uh, on the way out, like Puss sees the wolf again, and like the wolf's like fucking with him. Mm-hmm. Burritos playing wheel man. Okay, okay. Oh, we're yeah. nameless Chihuahua at this point. They had yeah, the, they just they, call him Little Dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he technically didn't have a, a name quite yet. Yeah, we'll get into how sad his character is later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the map leads him to the Dark Forest, which is a pocket dimension that changes its appearance depending on the map's holder, right? And, yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Mm-hmm. I like that part. That's pretty is pretty funny joke. And when Puss and Kitty touch the map, the path becomes treacherous. But when yeah. Perito touches the map, it's all sunshine and rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not even a de- big deal. It's like, yeah. oh. Because his heart is pure. Yeah. So so they're like, okay, you hold a map. <laughs> yeah. And it makes everything easier. Uh, it's funny because they have like a lot of unresolved trauma shit that they're trying to avoid. <clears throat> yeah. Because that's what the map seems to be. It's like, hey, this is a visual depiction of yeah. the shit you're trying to not deal with. And then you have therapy dog. Yeah. And you have therapy dog worked out. Yeah. Who, who just happens to be the most well-adjusted. Um, and then like, while they're walking they're like, dude, how come this guy's got it so easy? And he's talking about kind of like the life he lived, but not in like a negative manner. He's just like, Oh yeah, it was hilarious. His backstory abandoned is me. dark. Yeah, His exactly. His backstory is straight up dark, but he talks about it like it was just, you know, that's yeah. what people go through. Everybody, we were playing hide and seek with everybody, and then uh, they just hid so well that uh, they <laughs> left me alone forever. It's fine, though. I got this sock to wear as a sweater. Oh, no. So. Yeah, it's like, they they kind of gave me uh, a real hard mode. They uh, yeah. put me in a sock with a rock in it, yep, and um, I threw it in the water to see if I could swim, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Puss, Puss is like having the same reaction as the audience being like, that's absolutely one of the worst horrible things I've ever heard. And he's just like, but I learned a lot from it. I pull myself up by my bootstraps. <laughs> Cut a hole in this sock for my legs and my head. Um, so now you have a better idea about why his path is so like, you know, easy yeah. to traverse in a sense. He it's has pure. been through it, but he yeah. has pre- pre- prevailed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't let it get to him. Or he, he liked the little dog. Couldn't let it get to him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's stupid. So mm. I think. I think he just pushed through. Yeah, he pushed yeah. through. He's the most well-adjusted yeah. of any character. It seems he just wants some. Like the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, dang. Hey, way to go, little man. <laughs> yeah. We did it. But yeah, so it's not all easy because Big Jack and his uh, Baker's Dozen <laughs> and Goldilocks and the Three Bear Cram family are uh, in pursuit. And like they clash a couple of times and eventually lead him to the cats losing the map to Goldilocks because Puss sees the wolf and he has a panic attack and he runs away. But Perito finds him and like he calms him down and puss actually explains that he's afraid of losing the last life he has and he's also ashamed for abandoning kitty on their wedding day 
And, like, uh, so that's what they're struggling with. Santa Coloma. In Santa Coloma. Man. Santa Coloma. They pull that. They pull that. One of my favorite heist uh, tropes is they keep bringing up a a, a job. A past it sounds, heist. It sounds like they're bringing up that, a past that heist south. that went south. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it turns out, oh, it wasn't a heist at all. It was that wedding. Like, uh, was it was in a in a Avengers uh, Budapest? Yeah. They um, never explain what really happened, but they keep bringing up Budapest. That's like they actually. It seems like they went through a few pains to really depict uh, Puss having what seems like a panic attack. Yeah. You know what I mean? And why you actually have a therapy dog. Yeah. Um, so, which was which is kind of nice you know what i mean uh because yeah. it shows some vulnerability on uh puss's side as well but yeah so he let's see here goldilocks has the map yeah yes is this the part where she also kidnaps perito no perito uh, not was, yet it's the next part mm-hmm. okay it happens after uh, it changes yeah. hands a couple of times so it's a little difficult for me to remember everything there so uh, Perito, like he gets through the panic attack and then we see Kitty was listening the whole time mm-hmm. and she pops up and pretends that she just got there. But then, she still uh, doesn't understand his motivation for the map. Like, yeah. She missed the death part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did hear she the just, wedding part. The wedding part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to Goldilocks, when she looks at the map, it changed and their path is just woods, right? Nothing bad or also nothing like super happy it was just the woods nothing and, difficult no boiling yeah. rivers yeah. and stuff like that not the full trauma experience yeah but yeah. she has to go back to the house where she first met yeah the bears. Is that right? and like the map tells her to find your wish adjust your view what you seek might be right in front of you and like she's like what does that mean like the bear i think papa bear literally like moves her head up and she sees their cottage Mm-hmm. And so the only time they actually use the door, <laughs> they, <laughs> they they go inside, and then we like we learn their backstory, and like Goldilocks is an orphan that broke into the Bears' cabin, and then she became a part of the family, and now Puss and Kitty break in to steal the map back, uh, but because it's a every time a new person touches it, the like environment changes. Mm-hmm. Like mountains will appear and like ground yeah. will shift. It's the entire yeah. map. So Puss gets it and that causes the cabin to get ripped in half. And like the ground is shifting and floating and all sorts of wild stuff. Uh, so and everyone's competing for the map and stuff is going nuts. And it ends up with the Goldilocks and the Bears capturing Perito. And like the ground moves apart and it's Puss and Kitty uh, separated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it puts uh, Puss in this crystal cave almost where oh he goes oh we can track them with the map and then he goes mm-hmm. to touch it and like kitty's like no but it's too late he touches yeah, the map mm-hmm. and then he gets trapped in his like this crystal cave where yeah. he's kind of forced to meet the past iterations of himself <laughs> uh, that map got him good like the he's, he's gonna just skate through it yep. um yeah so uh he sees luck, buddy yeah in the cave he sees <laughs> different mirrors of himself that reflect each iteration of his all life. of them arrogant yeah oh uh, <laughs> and they're all they're all giving him the hardest time too like what are you doing like we're putting some boots come on we got this it's fine it's him like at his deaths too so like the, the one yeah the so one like that's super jacked super jacked that's him when he didn't need a spotter yeah. <laughs> yeah. every time he talked his pet his pecs would uh like, pop. bounce a little bit yeah um all and, their lines had really, really good punchlines. It yeah. was really good. 
so a uh, really well-made scene yeah, yeah so, walking through dealing with that and it's funny because he's like like i guess he's realizing how arrogant he is in this moment mm-hmm. and just then the wolf pops up <laughs> and this is when he actually reveals that he's here because he's seen all of these dudes because yeah. he was there every time he died because he, he is death yeah yeah so he the reason why he's here now is because he actually just tells him he's like look i don't like the i don't like cats and i don't like the fact that y'all got nine lives and i don't like you because you took all those eight lives for granted so i'm gonna just go ahead and kill you now and get it over with <laughs> call them arrogant i was just like uh mm. well yeah yes. fair yeah he was talking That's mad like, shit <laughs> like, it's like his core I, principle it's like i i i mean that poetically figuratively technically yeah, all of that literally <laughs> it's, like, it's death he just need a he just need a gold chain they just said hater <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, have him hang out with the white maids from the last movie <laughs> <laughs> pop up and talk shit <laughs> that's is another another uh, another t-shirt <laughs> the two of them in their hoods like yeah. Like doing a fist bump is a haters alliance. Yeah, like, can you believe this fucking asshole? Like <laughs> taking his life for granted. <laughs> you want to die, don't you? Just die. Jesus. <laughs> I thought you wanted to die. Oh, uh, that's how you act, anyway. Yeah. So, 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 Puss says, you know, uh, a wolf tells him, uh, you know, well, I'm just gonna kill you now. So whatever. And Puss is like, you know, f that. He hauls ass, and the wolf is like, oh, I like it when you run. <laughs> I like that little yeah. shot with him like grinning and just vanishing mm-hmm. and you hear like the like the wolf growl as he chases him. Ugh. Uh this is kind of creepy. Stuff. Yeah. So I like it when you're on yeah. <laughs> So but to the outside world, I guess now you see Kitty and Perito just seeing Puss hauling ass with the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look very disappointed. Yeah, because he re- we see him realize that he ran towards the wishing star. Like he found it first. So to them, watching him run with the map towards the wishing star, it just looks like, oh, now he's about to steal the wish for himself. Yeah. So they they go and they confront him, and like they're like the wishing star is like actually like a star hole in the ground, and the ground is glowing. So like, like a Mario go, stage. Yeah. So they go down onto the wishing star platform. Oh wait, so this is this is where I got a little confused because there's a part where. Um, Perito gets basically kidnapped by the bears and Goldilocks, yeah. right? Oh yeah, kind of. Oh, we have that whole bit where uh, that's actually all my favorite part of the movie. each other super hard, and then Perito's like, "Oh damn, is this what we're doing?" and proceeds to just read them to rights. <laughs> no, just, that was that was unexpected. Yeah, because he was just like, "Oh, are we are we playing we're dozens? insulting each other?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love playing dozens. Me and my family did that all the time. AKA they were not playing dozens. They yeah, were just they were just hating on him. And just ragging was, into him. But he they, knows how to give it back. Yeah. <laughs> so like it starts off with Baby Bear and Goldilocks going at it. And <laughs> what will Baby Bear say? He's like, uh wh- why should I listen to a poor stealing orphan like you? <laughs> like, good lord, it was just like simple stuff though. <laughs> yeah. And like I forgot what Goldie says back, but you know, it like actually calls it him back dumb to him. A lot. Yeah. And like so, they go back and forth, and then Perito's like, "Oh, this this is what we're doing? Okay." <laughs> yeah, he went a, he went blue collar with it though. Just like they had explodes. they had to bleep him. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's so funny. He's got the spice." 
Yeah. Like they're taken aback like, God damn. But well, you know also what? like Everybody hey. likes him. Everybody yeah. <laughs> likes him for it. And then he just disappears and they're like, Wait, what happened? And Kitty stole him and replaced him yeah. with the a statue of him made out of acorns. Which is when also she had very the time to do it, but yeah. <laughs> we didn't leave you with nothing. Like slick. We leave you with a tasteful knickknack. Yeah. So that's actually my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, and I think a really good part of that, though, is he also kind of points out to them, like, this, you know, you guys kidnapped me, but this is, like, you know, really great. You guys are yeah. really close. Yeah. Like, you guys are really I'm happy close to family, be here. And this, is, this makes me happy. I love this kind of thing. If this, if I was going to wish for something, I would wish for something like this. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of like, uh, oh, yeah. Dude, Stockholm's <laughs> is strong in that dog. Like,. <laughs> He could have ended up with Big Jack and found could have been anything. Found a silver yeah. lining, right? Yeah. <laughs> so fast back forward because I skipped it. Sorry. So now they're con- no, no, no. You not sorry. You I skipped it, and <laughs> that was my we're favorite. Back. Day. We're yeah. back. So now they're confronting Puss, uh, Kitty, and Perito, or mostly mm-hmm. Kitty, and she's like, you know, I thought that like you know we had something, but here you are loving yourself again because <laughs> mm. he's trying to make. She thinks he's trying to make his wish. But then Big Jack Horner shows up as well, and then the bears and Goldilocks jump down, and so like each one of them are at uh individual point of the five star of the wishing star. We're we're going uh full Smash Brothers now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost like uh, the ending of of any movie, like heist movie, like Snatch or something, where just mm-hmm. for some reason every single player in the game just Ends everybody came together. Yeah. yeah, and then they all charge in. Because they're trying to fight to get their wish. Oh, dude, wait! Before you go on, there's one introduction of a character that we missed, which was a uh, oh right Jiminy Cricket. Oh yeah, I, bug. They I never actually they, call him they, Jiminy they, Cricket, though, on, right? In the script, they don't. He is ethical so. bug. Ethical At one bug. point during the chasing, uh, Horner goes in his bag where he stored all the magical items. And the bag which is a lot. Is a magical item. Yeah. The bag, I, I guess, is an infinite holding bag. Yeah. yeah. Bag. One of the things he pulls out to try to to try to curse them is this is a bug. But it turns out the bug, he's a Jiminy Cricket. Jim, Cricket. Jim, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Different movie. He's a, yeah. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I'm wearing blue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it'd be great if you killed those bloods. <laughs> but he uh he's very ethical. Uh he's like trying to talk Jack Horner down from being so like violent and weird. Every he's time. Like, he's like doing a he's like, you know, all of these chefs that work for you, like, don't you think about how they feel and like, you know, how important they are? And Boob's like, No. He's like, No, <laughs> no not at all. He the, literally says I'm John your conscience Mulvaney. at some point. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm your conscience. He's just like, that's weird. <laughs> but he just straight up ignores him. He doesn't even give him every a time. Um, and this is when you find out that Jack Horner's like, all I want. He's like, he's he's basically listing off all the stuff. But it's basically just he hates magical animals, like and people, uh, and he wants to hoard shit for himself. And then Jimmy Cricket type character is like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> i totally forgot about the character i'm sorry no but, uh, no. yeah they uh so they get in they they get into a kerfuffle and the commotion starts and i didn't catch it the first time i had to rewind they knock big jack down his own bag of infinite yes. holding mm-hmm. <laughs> you see him just fall into the abyss and then or it's a lot okay, of back and forth it's yeah, a lot of yeah. action yeah and so and at the same time uh 
baby beer gets like thrown into like the wall of the dimension he's like right. getting phased yeah. out he's he's being pulled out yeah basically and they're doing a chain to try to save him so it's bear yeah. bear bear and then goldilocks to... actually has the map and mm-hmm. she's about to make a wish and then she finally hits her full on like oh they're my family that i want that was her wish yeah. by the way she wanted her own family family realized that <laughs> all these movies about family Blade of the immortal it's about family um <laughs> So yeah, they she, do. They do touch on that a little yeah. bit during the cabin scene when she finds yeah. the book, and it's like, "Oh, you loved that book," but in the book, she's kind of drawn a picture of herself with like a mother and a father in the story. Yeah. So yeah. her a, big wish was very, always to get back to a normal human family. Uh, heteronormative, this yeah. white family. She's, come on, the bears are cool. The bears <laughs> are way cooler than her stupid ass parents that lost her. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's when she she connects the dots. She's like, "Oh, you know what? Screw it!" And she ditches the map. Uh, she sees like a silhouette of yeah. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Just hears his voice. Family, family. I want to stay in this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she runs and she uses her uh, her what do you call it? Walking stick, whatever. Mm. And she is the missing link to save Baby Bear, and they pull him back in, and then. The wolf shows up, mm-hmm. but it's like there's like fire that that keeps uh, yeah. Kitty and uh, Perito from him. And, yeah. But they actually everyone can see him now. Everybody yeah. can see him now. Yeah, the bears are like, uh, <laughs> Dag. That, that's how they knew that this wasn't their movie. They're like, oh shit, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. is that you're after him? Oh, okay, no, that's fine though. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't need a movie about me. Oh y'all, I'll run y'all the main characters, huh? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> That's cool. I got what I wanted. I just All wanted right. a family. I got a family. We're good. So, so Puss fights the wolf, and mm-hmm. in doing so, he's no longer running and literally facing death head on. He's not allowed uh, to leave. The the moment time. where death like tells him like, "Look, this is the end," and throws him his sword back that he took. I was like, "Ow, well, mm-hmm. shit, serious now." Like he's he's gonna give you a chance, but he Look. he held on to your sword that whole time, waiting yeah. for this moment. Yeah, he's uh, he's after you, after you. This isn't <laughs> his job. This is he's doing extra stuff. He's he's off the clock. <laughs> I forgot earlier when he first meets him in the bar, and like he knocks his sword out, and he's like, "Pick it up." Yeah. Anytime, yeah. anytime I hear like <laughs> hear that, my favorite pick it up scene is from. Antoine Fuqua's Magnificent Seven with Denzel. Oh, mm, I mean, yes. not not spoiling it, but there's a pick it up scene in that one where like Denzel goes full Denzel, and like he's offering the like let the the guy he's after pick up the gun. He's like, go ahead, come on, son. I'm, I can't come do on, my son. Denzel come impression on. that well, but he's oh, like, I, I always revert to son. Just come on, son. Come on. <laughs> he's like, all right. Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> like, like, he, he does that like with such intensity that it's like you want to pick your own shit up. Like, oh shit. <laughs> it's 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 disrespectful. It's like, I don't wanna, but I'm like fine. if you if you heard him in Walmart yelling at John David to put that toy back, <laughs> <laughs> you would put your own shit back. <laughs> Dude, I don't need toys either, I guess. Damn. Damn. Go ahead, pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> it's rough when he's your dad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So yeah, so so yeah, he's fighting the wolf. <laughs> and because he's facing death head on, the wolf loses interest because like 
now puss is no longer a punk and it's not fun for him anymore he's like you're you're fighting back because you really are putting effort into like staying alive yeah it's not arrogance it's will it's yeah like now now it's like now he's not chasing him anymore and it's not fun anymore it's funny because also like an attitude thing you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like yeah like death had death in the initially at the bar managed to like kind of like knock some sense into him but like once puss realized that this is just kind of the course of things and yeah you know um he actually, you know, that attitude change was just enough to turn off death from like trying to end his ninth life short. But he yeah. hit, he hit me with like one of my favorite lines in the whole thing. There he goes, he goes, yeah, you know, I'm gonna be back though, right? Yeah, He's I was like, like uh. <laughs> well, I'll see you later. Enjoy like, your yeah, life. Another movie, gone. <laughs> I like that. Just enjoy your life, I guess. But so I'll be back. I'll be seeing you. <laughs> so. Death exits and uh, the flames go away. But then big Jack Horner comes back out of his infinite bag as a giant because while he was in there, I guess he ate something that made him. uh, The the biscuit or something from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Wonderland. Yeah. He had the drink me, eat me. That's a uh, combo. And, there you uh, go. Oh, Jack, slow down. A little bit more adult than a Disney take, movie. Take me to dinner first, Jeez. <laughs> right. He just comes uh, out of there and he goes, "Wow, listen to me!" And now I'm a deep voice guy. Wow. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> they just pitch him down a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, was that the part where uh, he threatens to shoot Perito in the face? Oh, you know God. what I'm talking about? I, there's there's one part where he manages to get a hold of the dog. I don't remember if it's before or after the bag scene. I can't remember, but I know Perito charges him. He's the first one to charge in because mm-hmm. everybody was just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Now what do we do? And you just see little Chihuahua hauling ass towards. <laughs> and uh, and then he's, he tries to pull out the uh, the cute card. Yeah, the, the, the from the, uh, Kitty. The cute eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's giving him like a stroke at the same time. Yeah. He's <laughs> no star. Yeah. So he's trying to pull like the eleven Stranger Things power mm-hmm. out, and uh, his gets a nosebleed as just hears static. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like come on. His eyes get bigger. Um, so funny. <laughs> and of course, Jack is just like so cute that you thought that would work that would on work me. On then me. Yeah, 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 I was like, dang man, no heart, no heart. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, Perito's just like, I was just trying to buy time. And then you get the second Spanish Splinter. Yeah, with Maybe. the team, double the double Spanish splinter. Yeah, with, the, with both kitties. <laughs> team friendship. That's the worst name I've ever for heard. Team friendship. That's the worst name I've ever heard. That is absolutely the worst splinter to get. <laughs> yes. underneath your nail. Like when it happened to the giant, I was like, oh, mm, and then it yeah. happened again twice. Too. No, yeah. I, I I clenched my hands both Ooh. times that happened like ah no mm-hmm. so funny but yeah he, that's what makes him drop the map and then uh it falls and the puss kitty and goldilocks grab it and uh, in agreement okay. they uh they rip it up just, and, just that moment of like this is the only way yeah we we all know what we got to do so skilo shows up and goes no <laughs> i wish i was a little bit taller <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a laundry list and a baller. And, uh, That's too many. That's too many. Rip it up. Oh, damn it. It's just one. Okay. 
It's all or nothing, guys. <laughs> and so Jack tries to like put the pieces back together, but he's missing one piece, and it's J- Jiminy Cricket or the yeah. So what was his name? Uh, uh, they call him uh, Ethical Bug. Ethical e- Bug shows up flying bug. on the Phoenix. <laughs> On flying on the Phoenix that he was using as a flamethrower earlier, away with the missing piece of the map. (laughs) I forgot what he says, but basically, like, screw you. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, like, the hell with this mess. He's like, just takes it, burns that, and. (laughs) And that's a wrap. Uh, The the, the wishing star starts to collapse. Oh, yeah, the whole thing. And everybody, like, they climb out of the hole, but, you know, Jack is already caught in the collapsing star. Hate when that happens. Hey, you know, uh, you know, the occupation for ethical bug is what? morality roach. Yeah. <laughs> Someone actually calls him that at some point, right? Like, really? or, yeah. or they call, or they, they at least call Someone him a calls roach. Him a roach. Yeah. Someone does. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, damn. Did I just pull that out of a memory? Cause <laughs> But yeah, so Goldilocks accepts that, uh, you know, the family she was looking for, she already had. And Puss and Kitty and Pear are happy that they're a family now. And Basically. happy ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see, see them, them sailing back to... Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, see they, them sailing off to... Uh, or sailing back to... Uh, happily... Sh- ha- happily Ever After Land or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or Ever After... Whatever. The Shrek place. Mm. The Shrek so, zone. So now we know we're getting other Shrek. Shrek 5. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shrek 5. The Shrekening. <laughs> what I hope, do to make I hope it's just a compilation of all the memes that have been happening. It's just too self-referential to be funny. And I don't that's think what they makes avoid, it funny. Yeah, I don't think they could the, avoid memes. It'll just literally be like, uh, he'll come out of his door and he'll slam it and some random person will be like, hey now, you're an all-star. And he'll be like, what the heck was that? I kind of hope they avoid. <laughs> just don't. Just make they. They're allowed. They're allotted one somebody. Like yeah, someone. <laughs> someone comes up and goes. I drew a picture of you, and he goes, "Ugh, why am I having sex with a blue spiky thing? <laughs> Get that out of my face! <laughs> why am I pregnant? What the fuck?" <laughs> oh man, that'll be some wild shit. So. I think we kind of got a lot of our stuff out in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, favorite aspect of the movie? Uh, risk factor. They just went all in. Yeah. Like they really decided we got to do something different to make this worth making. We can't just make a third movie and hope for the best. And they, they added a level of like care and artistry that made it into a lot more special movie than the other ones have been. I always tell people I love cars one i don't watch cars two cars three is the one that really like said it cars three is actually really fun uh this one i'd almost be like i don't think you need to watch uh the first puss in boots really you could watch just this it tells enough of its own story that really hold it together Mm mm-hmm because, I mean, really, in, like, the first 10 minutes, you've already set up that, like, he is daring, he is, like, macho, all this other crap, and, mm-hmm. like, he's at the height of his celebrity, and, you know, there's constantly always something happening that kind of justifies, like, how he acts, even though it's really, like, outlandish. Yeah. Uh, but it's, like, you don't need to watch 
anything to know about what they set up for the character in like the first 10 minutes. Yeah, and some of those other movies were made in the early 2000s. We don't know if watching them will get us canceled. So, <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they were not. <laughs> Did you go, Ren? Oh, um, you know, favorite aspect, uh, just the fact that they were willing to trust the animators, it feels like, and the designers more about how this movie was supposed to release. I do feel like it's going to be one of those in a litany of other movies where they try to do something similar. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that they keep trying to do new stuff and they're not just like, Oh, we'll just cut out frames and put in some uh, singular images that are like really stark um, force perspective. You know what I mean? I, I would like them to just try to keep improving upon it and not yeah. just keep coming out with the exact same thing. Yeah. But I feel like this is going to be the next trend that we see a lot more of going forward um there's worse i've seen we're living through that uh that kind of disney glut of design where it's mm. everything it looks great it looks fine it is a lot of the same though you're yes. not gonna miss much if you miss one of these these releases that they sink a shit ton of money into um but this 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 was a lot of fun and it, it was a tight like hour 30 or something it was it, not went by it was like a, an yeah. hour it was it was 94 minutes or something Dude, like that just yeah, it was... one thing after another the pacing on this yeah. just felt really good um they spent quite the opposite time on each backstory thing like they yeah. spent the appropriate amount of time setting up the peril like things fit where they just went, it was well done doing something like explaining it as hey everybody's on this weird pocket dimension of the map you know what I mean? It's not saying, hey, do you know how big Edo is? <laughs> Edo is so small. You're constantly walking into people you don't want to. Is like, no, you are trapped in this area. You have to run into these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, I mean, pacing on point with this movie, you know, I, yeah, whatever. If, if you're just a regular person, I'd watch it. If you had to watch a movie with your kids. There's worse. Both. There's worse choices you could make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm gonna go with the humor. I've always kind of loved oh, yeah. the Shrek movies for how funny they were to me. And this one, I feel like this one is the funniest of the Puss in Boots because I barely remember yes. the other two. Yes. Uh, but yeah, not so reliant on pop culture. This one. Yeah, that that true, yeah. true. Yeah, we had like Zach Galifianakis in the last one, I believe, as Humpty. Do you think this is like? a conscious decision so it ages well yes yeah okay. because part of the 2000s ones it's like oh man we have this smash song uh by smash mouth this will never get old at no means will it become a parody of itself with time like you just, um, you just what like you just have have these things where you just have like oh she's a pop singer and she cut off all her hair because she went crazy what does mm-hmm. that mean? At, yeah. What does that mean after this five years, five years down the road? Uh, you're right. You know, you're right. Yeah. They're kind of relying on age old archetypes in in popular media and fiction rather than saying, hey, remember this quote unquote archetype that we had in popular culture in the 2000s. Yeah. You're not going to remember. You're just going to say, oh, that person might be a little off the rocker. It's why I think a movie from the 40s, people go back and they watch movies in the 40s and they're like, wow, why was this so interesting it's so well done it was like because they just ripped off shakespeare because <laughs> they just ripped off grim they just took stuff that worked mm-hmm. and they made something new out of it and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you like create a quality thing you know like you could make a columbo uh like you know people like man columbo is so amazing but if you look back columbo is what a 
it's a Perot. Mm-hmm. He's practically the same thing as Perot, but people love it mm-hmm. because it's Columbo. And then you know later on you you get just a different version of a similar archetype, and it sticks. And I feel like this is tapped into that just a little bit better than a lot of movies have in a long time. I feel that. I feel that. All right. Favorite character and which character are you actually? <laughs> um, I wish I was Perito. <laughs> you wish water, you water off a of Chihuahua's back. Mm. Um, I'm going to say my favorite character, Wolf. Uh, it was yeah. so cool. It was so cool. It the was a little. I hope they do more with it. Like, I don't know how they nailed like such a like. Because you can be hokey with, I was just talking about you doing like things with old archetypes. You'd be really hokey with death. Mm-hmm. But they kind of made it like new and interesting and vengeful about what he does. Yeah. And, and like spooky, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like um, even how that character was written, how that character was depicted, how the character moved. Because that's, mm-hmm. another, that's another part of the animation is just like, how is everybody like walking? Like, mm-hmm. how are we expressing this character's personality with just kind of like subtle motions and everything? But everything about the wolf was like aggressive and paranormal. Yeah. Um, and like stalker, you know, it was a lot of fun. So, favorite character, character I'm most like is probably Puss because I'm not good with math. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know, I too have those those moments where I'm just I'm just too busy in my own head about my own like mortality and my place in the world. So and my confidence in my previous decisions. So, you know, I I've definitely been Goldilocks because I'm quite sure there's been plenty of times that I was trying to achieve something and didn't realize that what I had was enough. <laughs> oh, hmm. Favorite character. I'm going to cheat a little bit and say the whole all three bears and the and the goldilocks <laughs> together mm. uh i guess specifically like papa bear and, and, okay. and baby bear were the funnier ones <laughs> but like i like their their whole little thing mm-hmm. that's funny but they're fantastic like? together who am i actually you're you're perito <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the I'm the emotional support dog. I'm fine with that. I've I've heard you talk about blurred con, dude. I feel like you're pretty. Oh shit! <laughs> That's not meant to be offensive or anything. It's no, it's, I think it's, it's, it's I think the opposite. Is like yeah, it's the opposite. I, we haven't I haven't even told you about the most recent stuff. So, uh, <laughs> oof. Yeah, we'll do that offline. But okay. <laughs> I'll hey, I'll just say secrets. I'll just say I accept that. Uh, okay, nice, nice. And <laughs> I was going to say awards, but I know we're all going to give the awards to the anime animators. Yeah. Oh, uh, and this good movie? team, good team. Yeah. Uh, uh, editing, animating, storyboarding, uh, art director, yeah. uh, even music. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was never jarring. It never pulled me out of a scene because somebody was playing a really poor recorder. Mm-hmm. It was like <laughs> aces. So any 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 final thoughts that we haven't already said? I think I said everything I need to. I want to learn the wolf's whistle. <laughs> How did that? Oh. I... Something I can't remember yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. And I'm going to just start doing it like in the dark parking lot of movie theaters. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <People are> like, <laughs> <laughs> just hiding in a tree and whistling. <laughs> That, that would mess me up. I remember uh, me and my wife's first movie. We went to the movie theater that people be getting shot at. So and like it was like a, 
it was a late movie too so when we were leaving we we're like so if i heard that man it's it's not the threat we were worried about but it's another threat in a scary place that i didn't want to have to worry about look my brain will go straight to crackhead yeah. yes <laughs> out <laughs> crackhead with like a couple of sickles yeah, we right? <laughs> hey my man <laughs> like hey what up i'm death my buddy my guy destroyer of worlds <laughs> let me talk to you for a minute big fella <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got a fiver i want to buy a dime bag <laughs> uh, all right uh anything else uh no i mean uh big ups to the movie i feel like they've been met with like a pretty decent like it's not it's not like a modicum it's like mm-hmm. pretty good reaction um and if they're gonna be going through to like a shrek 5 i think it's a great start to be like hey guys remember puss in boots remember how good that was yeah, yeah. well shit That's give us a little bit of credit idea. come check out shrek 5 yeah. even though five shreks sounds on paper fucking insane it sounds crazy how yeah. have we not had, and, and this is going to sound like, Tim, you're asking for a lot. How have we not just had a donkey movie or donkey um, shorts? like just, Donkey husband in shorts. Maybe Eddie Cuff. Well, not much? like his own shorts. Like this is a story of donkey. It's like, hey, here, I'm donkey now. I'm in the show. Not just like, hey, this is how I became donkey. Like that, w- I would, I'd love to see the story of how he, because I know he's a cursed human. Do, yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think he was a human first? And then I think donkey? he was. I think he was. That's funny. I, I think thought, he. Hmm. I think he's a, a a cursed human. Guys, don't don't put us on the bench to have to watch all the Shrek movies <laughs> to try to figure out the fucking canon, or else we're gonna be in doing this for a while, dude. There's another like six movies uh, we already. Just, we just gave him another existential crisis. <laughs> I, I've had to watch all of them. Okay, like. I don't. It's 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 Hashtag a can of worms. Save Ren from Shrek, please. <laughs> you know I'm about to start Ren, making. Ren. <laughs> about to start making a, a shitty memes now. <laughs> don't go to my GoFundMe and just donate so uh, I have something to rely on once I go crazy from watching all these fucking DreamWorks movies. Ren's over here. Spare me. Yeah. Spare me. I'll be doing the next podcast from a padded room. It's like it's like that Akira meme, except it's just Shrek. Akira, no! Ah! Ah! <laughs> and you just you just hear Smash Mouth playing in the background, <laughs> slowly getting louder. Oh man! So uh, ratings. Uh, as usual, it's me. I'm uh, just to do a suggestion. Full on suggest this movie, even to the Barbie and Oppenheimer stands. Sure, why See not? This. <laughs> See this. You will enjoy it. I I bet you will get more out of it than you thought. It made See so much damn movie. movie or it made sorry, it made so much damn money that it we probably the last ones to see. <laughs> Yes, take take the advice of all the other people who already said it's good. Yeah. They're not being overrated this time. Slowpoke yeah. meme, it's good. I think the result of just sales, box office, streams alone is enough to be like, okay, maybe there's something there to try to watch it. Yeah, uh, but go if, see if, why. Yeah, I, I think it's fair, you know. Um, Tiff, did you have a rating for this one? Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It's a masterpiece. Uh, right it didn't change my life 
but it I, I, it fired on all cylinders. I have nothing to take away from or or to say negatively about it. Man, I'm gonna have to ask you about about your other ten out of tens. Look, don't ask me because I I got some that I really need to revisit because I don't trust it. <laughs> that, that's okay. I'm gonna go check your letterbox. And I'm just gonna be like, "All right, Tiff, don't this judge is the next me, 10 man." Out of 10. This is next some... ten out of ten you watched twenty Look, years ago. So what I did was I took my IMDb ratings and put them in Letterbox at some point, and so you might see some tens that are legit there from like two thousand three. So don't judge me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. Seventeen gonna year look. old Tiff is like, Smurfs is a pretty good yeah. movie. <laughs> I like I like it because it's got Doogie Hauser in it. It does, it does, doesn't it? Doogie Hauser um, made Shrek pretty made he made Smurfs pretty good. Well, yeah, I would buy oh, the 4K name? of this DVD nice. of the of the Smurfs DVD. Weird. No, no, <laughs> slander. <laughs> Don't you dare put that out there in the world. <laughs> you speak it into existence. Oh no. <laughs> did y'all did y'all go um i did not give a rating um i don't base my 10 out of 10 on whether or not it's life-changing though um i will give it a 10 out of 10 cat lives so baker's <laughs> dozen of cat lives i guess um so uh i i i I think it went really well, and I don't think enough animation movies get the kind of recognition that they should, because everything felt very well thought out. Plus, as a parent that has to watch the same goddamn movie over and over again at times, it's nice to have something that isn't just a grind to have to watch. So um, I think this did what it did well. I think it did what it was supposed to. Nice. Um, I'll, I'll give it a 10 out of 10 just just because I think it kind of deserves uh, when uh, Into the Spider-Verse came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much that I thought like, oh, the storyline is incredible and original, but I just thought it was so well depicted that those studios should be well compensated for that. Yeah, if they I put you. out quality work, yeah, if they put out quality work, then I think other people should take the time to recognize that work. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. I respect that. Respect like every every Leica movie, I recommend to a person. Every stop motion you. Leica film. That's fair. I don't think they're all incredible, but the degree of work that goes into them, like I want people to see that and recognize it. So um, this is another one. I think it's great. I don't really care primarily about DreamWorks or Shrek. <laughs> but that being said, I still think they came out with like uh, an excellent product. So I got you. All right. On that note, plugs. Um, Same old, same old. D&D Sluggers, anywhere that you can find music anywhere that you know there is social media type dd sluggers and see what happens i dare you <laughs> <laughs> oh shit they dared me um <laughs> you know uh same thing as usual uh power bomber all one word you find us a lot of different social sites uh we sell stickers uh we have a grip of screen printing stuff that i'm trying to get back into right now um so we'll be pumping out some shirts eventually uh please feel free to follow us we're just like some graphic designers out in southern california uh trying to pay back uh some student loan debt so you know pretty positive cause uh nothing too serious um but that's it we're on threads as well because i'm just waiting to see how uh how that social media platform either takes off or tanks 
but yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, hit us up. We're, we're chill. Just kind of do it for fun. So Right on. All right. Okay, you can follow me personally at Tiffzilla on Letterboxd. Oh, I'm looking at your Letterboxd favorite films right now. Oh, God. I'll just stare at his He face. put on his glasses. Look out. Oh, no. My screen's uh, a little farther back. Uh, I just got a Blue Sky. I'm at Tiffron uh, on Blue show Sky. Off. I, I actually posted on Hive because I said, why not? And I think I got a... F- couple follows posting about the podcast at tiffron on hive also there we go there we made it back oh it happened again yeah that was pretty extreme we're getting close to the end i guess okay so you know what (laughs) at at tiffzilla on letterbox me personally uh follow podcast at sgbk podcast on twitter uh you can also follow me uh if you use them at tiffron on uh hive and blue sky all right but but not on threads so if you really want a secret group of brown kids threads handle tiff has yet to secure it i see what you're doing i'm picking up what you're putting down all right so i'm gonna get that get that for next week (laughs) (laughs) all right have a good one all right thanks Uh, latest